0: Hello and welcome to something new. We are playing a very interesting game for our group. We are going to be playing Monster Hearts, which is a sort of like teen drama game. It's like a CW show, but if everyone was monsters, which half of the CW show seemed to be, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. <everyone>. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, oh yes, my. this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting game and Wesley is going to be running this one. So, uh, we're really excited about that. It'll be his first time running a game that we've recorded. We, we played a long time ago. We played dread when at our dread. first, uh, our first, uh, meetup together, like retreat. all of us, yep. we had a retreat together and it was, a uh, uh, and, uh, Wesley ran us through dread and it was really fun. And I, I wish we'd recorded it because yeah, it, it was, was so good. fun, yeah. but it was like. It was very, very stressful, <laughs> but it was, you know, as you would imagine for a game called Dread. But uh, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. We had, a, we had a blast, and it was like we literally finished the game, like we, we, we ended the game, and then the very next like pull. Because if you don't know, J- Dread is played with the Jenga tower. Mm-hmm. I pulled it just randomly to see if I could pull anymore, and it just immediately collapsed. So like we just finished it in time.
1: <laughs> yep. I didn't get to kill anybody. That was a sad moment. Anyway, which was, was
2: like sad because it's dread and everyone's supposed to die. Well, you
1: were supposed yeah, to. Yeah, we run did not. Away. We got
0: away. We 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 pulled we, really
3: well. We fought the monster and we won.
1: Yes, although you <laughs> yeah. weren't supposed to fight the monster. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we did uh, Anyway, so Wesley, do you want to give us a little uh, overview of Monster Hearts and let us know just uh, what's different from like Monster of the Week? Okay. Because um, uh, it's it's basically it's a powder. Powered by the Apocalypse game, there's not a huge difference between the two, so let us know what uh, what any of the kind of different things are.
1: Okay, well, uh, yes, this, uh, this one is a Powered by the Apocalypse, so it's the same rule set. It's, you know, 2d6 rolls and uh, mix successful, success and failure. Uh, but the big difference, uh, pretty much the only one between uh, this and that, is you have a mechanic in this one called strings, because this game is designed to... Since all the players in the party are normally, uh, Teenagers having to navigate the amazing thing known as being a teenager. They are all given uh, strings to be used either uh, between themselves or even on the NPCs of the game. And it's basically a a one-up kind of dynamic. It's sort of like a power thing where, let's say that someone finds out a secret about someone else. Well, now that someone, knowing the secret, could have a string on them. Especially if, let's say, this person doesn't want uh, it to be known to everyone at large well then this would this person would have a a string to be used against the against that person and usually the effect of strings in the game is that however many strings you have there's actually a list of effects when you want to spend them they're like a currency you can use in the game
0: yeah it's really interesting it's kind of like a a manipulation currency Mm
1: -hmm. that is accurate and uh yeah, I'm actually really excited about about what I've cooked up for these three. Hopefully I can get some payback for all the great pain that every single one of them at different occasions has put my characters through.
3: Well, so. I think I have a very <laughs> special way of getting back at you two, so don't oh you boy. worry. Don't oh you boy. worry. <laughs> yeah,
0: our characters are uh, interesting.
1: Yeah. I will just ask um, everybody, nice. being my first run through on a recorded medium, please be kind to me. I will be doing my best. So.
2: (laughs) I think you're going to do great. I think
1: you'll be fine. All right. And if not, that's what editing's for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Vote of confidence. Thank you so much. Ouch. I have...
0: So much confidence in you, I promise.
2: The only other difference, by the way, that I can think about is there's only four major stats
1: instead of five. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you want to say what those are? I'm so sorry. Yes. It seems like
3: the string system is pretty similar to debt moves, too, from Urban Shadows, by the way.
1: Yes, they're basically... It's just like a a comparison. They're they're debts you can can cash. Uh, Andrew is correct. Uh, You can... In this case, there are four instead of five basic moves that everyone gets... Uh, And they are... Stats. Yes, there are four basic stats that everyone can use, which cover all the moves in the game. These stats are hot, cold, volatile, and dark. And in this case, the hot move is basically...
0: It's exactly what you think it's for. Yeah, it's exactly yes. what you
1: think it's you, for. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, versus, I mean, we'll we'll go over them as we use them.
2: But like the names of the basic moves tied to that one are turn someone on and manipulate an NPC. Yeah,
0: so it's a it's <laughs> an interesting game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. But then of course you know there's cold, which you can probably guess at, and then volatile and dark. I'm sure we'll get into as the game goes on. But every single move is tied to one of these stats, which we will get into. Once we begin, is everyone ready? Yeah.
2: Well, one thing I needed to say about the stats, uh, when we like were making characters and I was like learning what the stats were called, the thing that came into my head was hot and cold and yes and no. Oh,
1: <laughs> You had to. Those would be cold. great stat <laughs> names. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but anyways. And I'm on ready. that note,
1: without any further ado, shall we begin? Everybody ready?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: We open on a clear morning in the summer of 2009. The scenery is idyllic and peaceful, a place anyone would be lucky to spend their summer, although perhaps not in the place we see up ahead. A sparkling lake shines through the trees. On its shore, a large house can be seen. Voices are heard as our view moves nearer. Inside, four people sit around a large table. I've got the trophy in the bag this time, says one man on the left. Across the table, a bear of a man laughs. Don't talk nonsense, Tempest. You know, I'll be taking it this year. Now, now, gentlemen. a woman on the right speaks up. You both know the argument is pointless because I will be crushing you both. Count on that. At the table's head, a tall, black-haired man smiles at them all. Now, Willow, everyone, you all have a fair chance. It's not about us. It's about the young people we'll be teaching. They are the future. And what will that future be? The three others give him tired looks, but they know the answer. Territ nocteric in eternum. they say in unison. That's right. Now, let's make one last sweep before they start arriving. They all scatter to attend to their last tasks. And we jump ahead by about an hour from that point, and the Campers begin to arrive. This place is fairly secluded. It's uh, it's actually in Switzerland. We're in Europe for this. Hi, everyone. Who's right. a European listener? We're actually on. We're the- sorry. <laughs> <had a> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're actually on the shores of Lake Geneva itself. Now it's my it's my world so you know be nice but uh, about an hour from that conversation uh, the camera centers on a an open parking area now this is a parking area and there is a road that leads into it but the arrivals here are not necessarily usual so I think I'm going to go around and I will ask every player to please describe to me how exactly in what way do they arrive and I'll start with Hannah's character. Hannah, how do you think your character (laughs) will arrive?
3: I know exactly how I'm gonna arrive. I'm gonna pull up in my uh, dark silver, almost black uh, Volvo S60R. It's very fancy, you know, very, uh, you know, but also practical. Fast, but practical. So, yeah, I'm gonna pull up in my Volvo.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. After I just described that uh, not every arrival is normal, we get a normal arrival. Got it. Okay. Yep. Uh, well,
3: you know that's uh, that's just the car that I drive. And I love so I, much.
1: I, I understand this, and uh, so your character steps out. Uh, care to describe this look?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, as I step out of the car, uh, you would see. A man, well, I guess teenage boy, about 17, but he's six foot two. He's very uh, slender, but muscular, athletic build. He has the facial proportions of Adonis. He is drop dead <laughs> gorgeous. And uh, <laughs> he has these this beautiful pale skin like marble. He has topaz eyes. His hair is brushed up in the front. <laughs> and his his skin actually, when the the light hits it, sparkles in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
2: so hard
3: not to do. It. Do
2: tell me what kind of uh, monster you're playing.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna be playing the vampire. Uh, my name is Eddie Eddie Mullen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, center myself. So Must center myself. You can
3: tell how much Wesley loves this character. <laughs> wait, wait, can can my girlfriend arrive to camp with me? Uh, you guys could have driven in together. You
1: could have been together, let's say so. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Okay.
1: Oh,
0: uh. <laughs> You're crying.
3: No,
1: please, go on. (laughs) Eddie, I can't
0: even talk. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna come
3: down. All right. Eddie gets out of his car and walks over to the passenger door. And he opens the passenger door for his girlfriend, Bella Mallard. And (laughs) as the door opens, you start to hear, (laughs) start to hear honking. Like... A bunch of geese honking. Because Bella Mallard is a Magusa.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. okay. It's perfect.
1: I I am unaware. Oh,
2: my God. I love it so
1: much, Hannah. You have no idea. So,
3: So she looks, you know... She's kind of a petite, like, she mostly looks human, like a petite uh, girl, but instead of hair, she has these white goose, like, necks and heads, and they are just honking as she gets out of the car.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I did, oh, I made art of them that I will send to you. <laughs> please, please show us. <laughs>
0: Hannah's been teasing us about this art all day. <sighs>
3: It may be the best thing I have ever drawn. It's a masterpiece.
1: <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this
0: is phenomenal.
1: Oh, this Thank is amazing. I, I very much, oh, I love that, that, oh my that scares, God.
2: Me. That scares so, me.
1: So Wesley,
3: much. if you ever want to uh, play Bella <laughs> as my girlfriend, you have to honk repeatedly.
1: <laughs> you did this with knowledge of a certain character, didn't you?
0: You did. Maybe. Maybe. You did. Just to be clear, we knew about Eddie. We did not, not know about this. I forgot this. that
2: your girlfriend was gonna also oh be a monster. My I was not prepared oh for God. what you brought to the table. This well, is I
1: figured amazing. You had not. to be
3: a monster to come to camp, so I got creative.
1: Uh, I mean, this that is that is fair, this- this place is not for, you know, this is for the, like, rather well-to-do, okay? This is not, like, a place that anybody can just show up, so, uh, yeah, we have that stunning visual that will remain you, in my brain for days. Do you want days. me to go
3: over, like, my playbook itself real quick, like, just briefly, uh, since we're introducing
2: we're on Eddie? On
1: yeah, go on, go
3: okay. on. So, I am Eddie Mullen. I'm playing, I think I call it this, our skins instead of playbook. Yes, but I'm the I'm playing word is the vampire, obviously. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my stats are hot two, cold one, volatile minus one, and dark minus one. And my two starting moves, like vampire moves, are cold as ice. When you shut someone down and roll a seven or a higher, you get to choose an extra option from the list and hypnotic it says you can hypnotize people who have no strings on you roll with hot on a 10 plus they do exactly what you wish and have no idea that anything is wrong on a seven and nine the hypnosis works but then you have to choose one of the options from the list
1: i mean okay yeah uh (laughs) i i do i mean at least it does make sense that the uh the uh, the the dark is at negative one because how can you be when you shine like a lighthouse? <laughs> when you shine, yes. Uh,
3: Eddie Mullen is a rare variant of vampire that has diamond-like skin that's made to protect him from. You know, danger and things like that, but because Mm -hmm. it's diamond-like and hard as a diamond, it glitters in the sun.
1: Uh huh. All right. uh, (laughs) On that note, uh, the camera, the camera pants. At this point, of course, you're not the only three who are here. You've seen several others arrive. There are about eight to ten uh, others who have arrived and they're just sort of milling about. You know, in some cases, you know, it's the meet and greet that you do like back at school or at camp for a new year, and some people know others, some people are just standing off to the side, not, not really doing anything, and then up at the front, we see we see the head counselor and his cadre, but we'll get back to him in a moment because the camera pans over to uh, Susanna's character. Susanna, do you want to describe how exactly your character will arrive?
0: Yes, I do. So a, a convoy appears around the corner of uh, the entrance to this camp. It is a convoy made up of forest green hummers three of them in front of a long forest green limousine.
2: Oh my. Three of them okay. behind. Is it a, is it a Hummer limousine or a limousine limousine? It's a regular limousine.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: The limousine and Hummer convoy pulls to a stop and out of the Hummers, a couple of uh, uniformed, uh, a, a couple of uniformed men uh, dressed in Uh, A couple of men in military uniforms walk out. They're dressed in forest green. All of their hair is every shade of the rainbow. Hmm. And the chauffeur gets out of the limousine and opens up the door. And out comes a, a very tall, elegant looking man with bright green hair. He is wearing a uh, forest green business suit. These people have a, uh, a theme. <laughs> and he steps out and uh, reaches inside and takes the hand of a very small girl. She's about 5'2 and very petite, thin, and she has bright blue pixie cut hair. And she kind of looks around and scans the people and doesn't see anyone that she's looking for. And she looks back up and she smiles at the man who smiles down at her. And he leans down close and taps the side of his cheek and she looks annoyed and then turns around and gives him a peck on the side of the cheek. And she says, all right, bye, daddy. And she turns around and runs as fast as she can into the camp. And he kind of crosses his arms and smiles and watches her. And then uh, the chauffeur turns to him and says, are you ready to go, your highness? And he nods. And they get back in the limousine. I am playing the Fae. Uh, My name is Ivy Harper. My moves are fairy contract. If someone breaks a promise or contract made to you, take a string on them. When spending a string... To even out the score and get justice on a broken promise, add these options to pulling strings. There's a lot of profanity in this book, and I'm probably going to clean it up a bit. Yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> they um, mess something up. Yeah, they I messed have that kind of stuff, up something simple at a crucial moment. <laughs> Suffer one harm, if appropriate. Uh, add plus two to your roll uh, in, in, on an act of vengeance. Hmm. And then I also have... Uh, beyond the veil to seek an audience with the fairy king gaze into the abyss uh i'll read any of that other stuff if it comes up but uh i think mm. you can guess who the fairy king is mm. yeah mm. i am oh. uh, one hot negative <laughs> one cold two volatile and negative one dark for my stats okay
2: Ooh, that just gave me uh an idea about something mm-hmm. All right, so you said it was my turn. Yes, you are the last
1: out of this group of three to arrive. And at this point, most most everyone has. There are a few stragglers left, but you... Uh, I get the impression your character likes arriving fashionably late. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: My my character wants to be the last one there.
1: Oh, okay. Like, okay. He
2: wants everyone else to be at camp.
1: Okay. All right, so how, how exactly... Uh... You sound like you want to make an entrance. What kind of entrance is that?
2: I think uh, after uh, kind of monitoring monitoring the area from a distance, uh, making sure that the uh, you know the train of cars coming in and out, or you know, he probably pegs the uh, the forest green caravan in particular. Hmm. Um, hmm. But uh, in general, he makes sure that the traffic has died down and people seem to be arriving and dies down a bit. And the gathered people by this lake hear a thumping in the air in the distance. And they see something fastly approaching through the sky um, at at a kind of a breakneck speed. And as it approaches, they hear a roar as a dragon kind of swoops up over the lake and flaps its wings um, kind of blotting out the sun very slightly. He's not big enough to completely blot out the sun, but he he darkens the area with his presence and then kind of swoops down into the lake making a big kind of splash. Maybe not quite uh, causing, you know, a bunch of water coming up on shore, but he's causing waves. And then everybody sees this uh, this boy, this kind of seventeen year old strong muscular tall boy just casually walk out of the lake. and that is my character. He has dark red hair, bright red eyes and uh, he is wearing just like a tank top and shorts and flip-flops.
1: Oh, okay. what an entrance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you if there was a if there was a reward for most flashy entrance, I think you would have won it. I forgot oh. to say he's a red dragon. Oh okay. All right uh, do you want to go that makes sense. Want to go into your playbook a bit or Yes. so my playbook uh,
2: my skin is called the worm. My uh, character's name is Maldenathrax. Um, But he goes by Mal for short because he knows that the kind of the weak, pathetic, non-dragons, you know, they they just can't deal with saying the whole name all the time. So he lets it slide. Hmm. He has minus one hot, one cold, zero volatile, and one dark. So he's uh, a polar opposite to Ivy, which is interesting for reasons. Hmm. My moves that I start with or that I picked to start with, I have The Bait. You have a beautiful collection of some kind. You decide what. Whenever you show it off to someone, they find something in it they want. They mark experience when that thing becomes theirs. And my other one is covetous. Uh, when somebody you treasure shows affection to someone else, take one forward against that person.
1: Okay. Hmm. All right. So so you, uh, you three have arrived... And this this uh, this is actually the final year for U three. This whole group that's here this time, the hierarchy is basically its per per year is about a total of twenty four twenty four campers total, split between three different cabins, eight to a cabin. And U three uh, U three have been coming here for a while, just like uh, just like the other groups here, because uh, this is your final year here and. I believe you three uh, know each other in some way or other, isn't that correct? That is correct. Isn't yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you are all gathering here. Uh, this is out in front of the main pavilion, and you see under the pavilion, standing there in the in this line, you're seeing these four, uh, five people. There's a uh, there's a kind of a tall, black-haired guy standing in the middle, and uh, to either side of him are on his left there's a there is a, a woman in this uh, black dress, long red hair, rather pale looking, and then on the other side of him there are two guys. There's one short, kind of well-bustled, heavily built kind of guy with long long gray hair, wears a lot of flannel, just think like a uh, lumberjack type, uh, and then next to him in there's a the really- He's wearing flannel in the summer? Yes, he's wearing flannel in the summer. Uh, I'm sure there. his sleeves okay. are rolled up. Uh, oh, That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, can got do the, that. he's still got hot. The, You're he's, also in we're, Switzerland. We're also in the mountains, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Presumably in the mountains. Yes, it is. It's true. i going to
3: Google a temperature in Switzerland in the summer.
1: Fun fact, I actually did that before Keep recording. <laughs> oh, okay. No, did you? I did, but moving on. And then the last person uh, standing next to this guy is, in comparison, a much taller, much broader man standing head if not head and shoulders above him dressed in very earth-toned lots of browns and jeans they're all standing uh, watching all these campers arrive in the middle of brown and all of a sudden after uh, after all the cars have cleared out and this whole crowd has uh, arrived all of a sudden the guy in the center of the lineup the guy with the black hair puts his hands around his mouth calls out campers shouts every, somehow somehow everyone can hear him. He's, he's, everyone hears this and they all turn to, to look at him and he says, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to, I believe it will be a very, very exciting, very exciting week for everyone here. We've got some great things planned. Now, uh, one thing that you guys will need to know actually many things but anyway at the beginning here is that being your final year i'm sure everyone knows everyone who's had you know siblings or other family members having gone through this that in your final year this will be rather competitive and the winning cabin he points out over he gestures over all of you like you will be placed in your cabin and that cabin will work as a unit this week in a competition against the other two the winners of which we receive the golden raven and everyone's everyone's cheering They're like yeah because you guys have heard you guys have heard that this is like you don't know what you've heard the term the golden raven but you have no idea what it is but it's apparently some kind of big mm. honor in your final And he gives
3: a modest slow clap he doesn't cheer
0: I am not cheering because I'm trying to find Mal.
2: Ah. There is a uh, twinkle in Mal's eye as he covets this golden raven. Ah. Of course
1: he does. Okay. He's, he, he looks around at all of you. He's like, yes, yes, this, this is going to be quite a, a, quite an important week for everyone. But before we can do anything further, we must decide who is going where. And he starts to point out and say, all right, you. here." He's pointing you over here you over here you here 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 and it keeps going until everyone is sorted up into groups into three groups of eight and you three have found that you are all in the same squad for lack of a better term hmm. mm-hmm.
3: is my girlfriend in my, my cabin
1: uh she is, bro wiggle uh she is not she has been placed <gasps> oh. um Oh, no. She has no. been placed in another cabin, so you'll have to deal with what that. What are the
0: cabins called, Wesley?
1: Ah. Wait, wait,
3: before they split up, they're going to embrace and stare into each other's eyes and tell each other <laughs> <laughs> very, you know, very quietly. How I think
0: this game is just going to skirt the edge of how much cringe I can handle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you hear them call each other lion and lamb, by the way.
1: Ugh.
0: <laughs> because you lay down with the lion and the lamb?
1: Being that this whole group is known to 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 the counselors here, having encountered them before, during this long stare, you hear a very pronounced clearing of throat. <clears> throat> you look up, and Mr. Black-Haired Dude is staring at you. After you're all placed, he'll look around and say, Once again, um, I know that <laughs> summer can seem a long time away when you're not here, so... For introduction's sake, uh, my name is Mr. Geist. I am the head counselor here. Anything and everything that happens is under my purview. You remember that. And then he gestures to the others standing with him and says, Each one of your groups will be placed in a cabin under the watchful eye of my lovely co-counselors. And he claps. He claps for them, but but the others are just kind of standing there like, yeah, we've done this before. You don't have to do that, you know. <laughs> and they're uh, they're not uh, they're not rising to not, the not not uh, really, no. The palm, and uh, and so then he um, he reaches behind him onto a table set up under the pavilion. He pulls a he pulls a bag, a drawstring bag, and walks around. He begins walking around to each one and to each group, and he says, "All right, everyone, reach inside and pull." Pull the piece. The piece will determine where you are placed. And whoever wants to, roll me one d six, please.
2: I could do it. Is 1d6. it everybody
3: or just one person? No.
2: Well, is the we're basically taking the place of like our counselor, like getting their cabin of people, right?
1: Yes, basically. What you're doing yeah. is that you will roll, and 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 the roll will determine where you go. I got a two. A two. All right. So as they're as they're split up, the other counselors have have stepped down and they have spaced themselves out. And uh, he says, "Once you're, once you have chosen your token, go and meet with your um, signed counselor." And you three, you have pulled a token that looks like it has a it looks like it has a very crude drawing of a um, of a tooth on it. I will tell you guys that that means that you will be placed in, in a cabin known as Silvertooth headed by Mr. Harrison Tempest, who is the, um, the shorter guy with the gray hair. Okay. Who I
0: have no doubt is a Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: So and and then your uh, since you were dying to know this, Eddie, I will say that your girlfriend, Miss Mallard, from her group, she pulls a token which places her in the Mourn Hollow cabin under Miss Willow Masterson, the woman with the red hair and the black dress. So you'll just have to deal with that the best you can. Good luck.
3: That's fine. I can find creative ways to see her.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But then uh, I will say Mal, right? Um, I'll say yes. Mal. When you're you're looking around at your group of eight, uh, including the three of you all together, but you're looking around, and and you you catch the eye of someone I don't think you were even expecting to see, and if so, you were very surprised and you don't like it because in the around the center of this group you know sort of holding court is you see you see this you see a very tall kind of beefy guy who's standing there kind of he's loudly bragging you hear him like man i'm gonna win this thing for you know it's i mean it's for everybody but it's you know it's also for me you know because i i am the best you know and around him he's got these little um he's got like five or six um five or six others who are like clapping for out, out of fear you look at their expressions and they you're like oh they're not clapping because they actually like him they're 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 afraid of him and uh this guy you know you know mal is levi who i believe you know in some capacity don't you
2: yes so levi and i actually go to the same school like high school in like quote-unquote real life even though it's all a cover anyways ah. i decided kind of on the fly uh, mal hasn't spoken yet um, I kind of decided that on the fly, like I already had my backstory that I was going to be on the wrestling team at my high school. And I decided on the fly that I'm going to be like a state champion wrestler. Okay. And I think that uh, I am a uh, Tennessee kid and this guy is on the football team and is a, like a state champion football team from the same school in Tennessee. So we're uh, we're physical rivals. We are kind of sports uh it's not like against each other, but like we are kind of rivals in our own school for being kind of the uh
1: the star athlete. Okay. Well uh you have just taken notice of him. I will give you this chance. Uh do you do you react in any way? Do you want to do something or you just leave it be? So one thing to make sure I understand, is he in my group
2: or is he in another
1: group? Oh no, he's in yours.
2: You two will be cabinet. He's in our group. Yes okay so he's gonna be cap mates with uh all with all three all, of you all three you of got us it. and some others okay gotcha mal doesn't like directly engage with them he knows that he's got a whole summer to do that but he just says uh he just kind of says under his breath well this will be good <laughs> okay I hate to tell you my
0: love um but you gave yourself a rival that is a star football player in the South. He's the cool one. I promise you. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oof, oof.
2: I mean, I'm a I'm a champion wrestler. So ah.
0: yeah, but that doesn't hold the same. <laughs> that doesn't hold the same weight.
1: <laughs> I know it doesn't. Uh, okay. Uh, so so you've all um, you're all sort of grouped up there. The two, um, well, uh, um, actually, the um, Susannah's character, Ivy and Eddie. What are, what have you been doing uh, amidst this? Uh, this pick you're all uh, this group of eight you're all members of have you been doing anything in the interim is this a co-ed cabin yes but there is a there are differentiated like you know like differentiated areas as far Sections? as as far as like okay. you know guys here sleeping like in Catherine.
2: bathroom yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah
0: i was about to say because if 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 it is like these camp counselors have a lot of confidence in a bunch of teenagers.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I have been kind of standing on the outside of the group, kind of like awkwardly wringing my hands and watching Mal and just like kind of waiting for the moment to talk to him because people keep talking to him and I, yeah. I want to talk to him, but I, I can't bringing myself to to have the confidence to go up to talk to
2: him. i would say that you definitely pegged him because like he is trying to be the center of attention too like he's not as overt about it as levi is but he is uh just like quietly like going over and saying hi to people and maybe even whispering in a couple people's ears and getting some chuckles or smiles out of it uh, he seems to be a very uh, uh even though my hot stat isn't good he seems to be a very likable person at least
1: Okay. I think you see Ivy uh, from across the group since you're on the edge. Uh, I think Levi looks up at you for a moment and he thinks he's cool for doing this, but it's so terribly obvious he does that sort of slow wink kind of thing, right? He thinks, you know, he thinks he's cool, but it's not. It's not really cool.
0: Ivy does not notice this.
1: <laughs> and and then uh, after the initial pick... The head counselor, Geist, he's standing up there. He goes like, all right, everyone, all right, all right, calm down, settle down now, yes. Now, one thing, one other item that is extremely important this year, uh, actually two, what was it, three? No, no two, I, I know, is that <clears throat> this year being your final year means that each one of you, every one of you will be creating a totem this year. Now, the totem is an item that is quintessential to your training because you know, you know what we do here, yes? We're going to teach you. We're going to train you how to be what you are to the best of your ability. And that's an amazing thing. And then like the other counselors are, like half-heartedly clapping. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Eddie is annoyed by his cheeriness. He's brooding.
1: And he says, Throughout throughout this week, throughout this week, you will have assigned times to work upon your very own totem, and at the end of the week, you will be presented with that. And this will forever cement your connection with yourself and to your heritage. Whoever or whatever that might be. He um he looks around at everyone and goes, Alright, now. Dinner will be uh happening in the next hmm, two or three hours. I will not advise you to be late, but in the meantime, head to your cabins, follow your counselors, and get settled up. There's going to be a large week ahead. Now, go on! And he turns and he walks away over towards the uh, the big house labeled on your map, because this was all happening under the pavilion. And all the groups kind of split up. Going in different directions, and you guys are following are following Harrison, the gray-haired guy, over towards the Silvertooth cabin, which, as you approach it, you're seeing a kind of it's it's sort of like that rustic hunting lodge kind of look to it. It's got the, you know, the cut logs and the very sort of homey, cozy kind of look, but it's it's big, it's fairly big. And you open it and he he leads you all inside. He's like, come on, guys, come on, come on. And you see that there is a uh, there's a stairway leading to a second floor. And now everyone he, he gathers he gathers you all there in the like foyer. There's a there's a it's all it's all wood and you know wood and class and like there's actually like a fireplace. Wood and
0: wood and also wood.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of wood. Yeah, there's like actually a fire in the in the main fireplace inside. And he says, "All right, everyone. Now, I know that the competition is not always a favorite but well I' I'm, I'm going to make it so this year that's I, I I've got some I've got some great things planned believe me believe me he all of a sudden he pauses he reaches into a pocket pulls out a piece of paper and I think you three can hear him kind of under his breath all of a sudden going a, a, as if there's nobody else in the room he looks at it and goes, to be or not to be that that is the qu no no that's not right Just, anyway <clears throat> uh, he puts it down. Uh, Alright, so, alright, the guys are gonna be downstairs, the ladies are gonna be upstairs. Sort yourselves, get settled, and you will have free reign until dinner time, but don't be late. I know our cook takes very unkindly to that kind of thing, but otherwise, do as you like. Within reason, rules are to be followed. And I'm sure everyone does remember. He looks around very sternly at everybody. Being final years, you do all know. But, you know, if you ask, you know, he can explain to you or anything. But at that point, he leaves you to it. And he basically, he doesn't assign you bunks or anything. He just basically says, go and find them. Go and, like, girls are upstairs, boys are down here. And go and and set up your stuff. Okay.
0: Is there like a common area that we can like all hang out in like boys and girls? The
1: common area in this place is in, is the big living room when you first come in. A- along, the, along the back wall, you see a door that, should you open it, is a room with a couple different beds. And then also those are going to be for the guys. And then upstairs, there's a second story for the girls. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm going to go find my bunk and then immediately run back down to the common area and sit on a couch somewhere and watch.
1: Okay. Actually, I'll go through each one of you. What uh, What do the other two do?
2: Well, I think uh, Drax Sorry, Maldenathrax. He, uh, he walks into the uh, boys' kind of living quarters area, and he evaluates, and he tries to find the prime bed location and claim it as his own.
1: Andrew, unfortunately, I hate to tell you this, but... Levi beat you to it.
3: No roll oh, or did anything? He?
1: I went right away. I mean, that's the thing is you went, but like, I think he might have had the he same had already thought gone. as you. So you mm, see his stuff. Okay. You see his stuff is there. You know, this is his stuff. Now what you do with that information, do what you will.
2: So just to describe the room, are these like bunk beds or just like single beds?
1: In this case, they're, um, they are singles. They're not bunks. You, okay. you, you think in case okay. bunks, but no, Boo. they're... <laughs>
2: Mm. That's okay. Um <laughs> no, that's so fine. he uh, he walks in and and what makes this like the prime bed? Like I didn't really specify what I thought was prime. So the, what do you think uh, makes this the
1: prime the bed? The prime I would describe this is that in the in the row it's like it's in the middle of the room and it's like equidistant from the from the air conditioner unit on the wall and the window letting in sunlight.
2: Okay. Let's see. How does Mal play this? I think Mal just like casually walks up Maybe stretching a little bit, cricking his neck, and he just uh, looks down at Levi. Is Levi, like, just sitting on the bed, or, like, what's he doing? No,
1: he's uh, he's he's gone back out into the main room. He You didn't see him come in here, but he must have already, because uh, you see oh. his stuff there, but he's not there.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then, Mal's just going to move his stuff to another bed.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you... Uh...
2: Also, I will point out that Mal doesn't seem to be carrying anything of his own.
1: Okay. So so okay. So you don't have like a backpack or anything. Okay, great. So I will uh, just let you know that my vision
2: of this dragon is that I'm kind of like the uh, the D and D dragons, where I just have like extra dimensional pockets on my body where I would store my hoard and stuff. So I use the same thing to like carry all my luggage too.
1: <laughs> it's convenient. Okay. All right.
2: So I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to uh, pack up or anything. I'm just always packed.
0: All right. Do you put your stuff out, though? Like, just to claim the space?
2: Well, what I do is, like, if I don't need to roll anything to move Levi's stuff to another bed, I'm just going to move it, like, across the room and, like, away. And then I would take out... I wouldn't take out very much. I would just, like, start sitting on the bed. I'm be actually just kind of waiting for Levi to come back, maybe. Oh, you're waiting? And if he doesn't come back right away, I'll do something to up. You're area, waiting for him. I want him okay. to see me. Okay. I want him to see me. So- I think it
3: would be funny if you just, like, opened a pocket and just started dumping, like, a hoard of gold coins, like, to make, like, a nest over top of the bed that you would sit <laughs> on.
2: Well, you're assuming that my hoard is a coin. Ah. Eh. That's true. You don't know what my hoard is yet.
0: That's true.
1: It's Do you stocks. have a
3: vast stamp collection.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we've heard what Ivy and the Dragon. I'll eventually get your name. I'm sorry. But you can uh, just are... call me Mal. It's Mal. okay. Mal, 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 you're right. a weak human. It's it's understandable. Oh. <laughs> okay. But then um, but then Eddie, what are what are you doing cuz you you're, you're also going to be in this space, but what are you doing after yeah. the announcement?
3: Eddie doesn't care about beds because he doesn't sleep. He's just observing. <laughs> He doesn't care where he ends up, Hmm. so uh, he'll put his stuff somewhere, but it's not a big deal to him, so he's just watching. He finds the
0: darkest corner of the room.
3: Yeah, he's brooding. He's still upset that he's been parted from his precious
1: Bella. Uh Uh-huh, okay. I think I will take this opportunity to describe your cabin mates, alright? Yeah. So, uh, along with the three of you and Levi, the four of you, I should say, in this setup, Ivy would have seen uh, on the upper story another girl who has come in. She is uh, very tall, statuesque, black-haired, extremely attractive, and uh, she's basically the popular girl archetype. Her name is Isabel. She is she she can hold court in any room. She's got she's got makeup for days, you know that kind of thing. Okay.
3: What is Isabel? I guarantee I'm more beautiful by the way.
1: <laughs> I don't know because she's I'm a... the
3: beautifulest.
1: I don't know because she happens to be a succubus, So Oh Nope.
3: I'm more beautiful. Literally says in my backstory you're beautiful. So
1: mm, yeah, but it doesn't say it doesn't say most, does it? Mm-mm.
3: We'll just have to have a beauty contest then, won't we?
1: I mean, maybe. That'd be fun. Levi's down there uh, in your room, Andrew. And then also along uh, in your room, you are going to meet two other guys. One of them is a sort of shorter, fiery red hair, very strong green ensemble. He seems to like green very much. This guy's name is Miles. Mm. He has a, he has co- sort of a reputation as a camp prankster and joker. Okay?
2: Is his last name fake name? No. It's Fakaname. He is not related. <laughs> fakaname. <laughs>
1: Sorry, he, my bad. He is not related to the uh, to the fake names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, lastly, uh, you might see. I think you you can take notice of of this guy because he also likes to make an impression, although of a different sort. Because coming into the room is this about mid high, wearing you know small circular shades, lots of black, some tattoos. You can. T- he's got a, He's got this. Very large hat on his head, like a flat brimmed sort of thing, and you don't you don't know this. You know some of the people by reputation, but I don't think you've ever met him before. Do you have okay. any sort of reaction to him, or are you just not caring when people Do show Do I up? know him? Yes, I will say that you you Eddie you might have uh, you might have run th- past him a few times. He's been uh, coming here just as long as you guys. His name is Gordon, and he is he's pretty much as goth as you can get while being a gorgon at the same time poor
0: guy <laughs> okay a goth his parents named him
2: gordon the gordon <laughs> gordon the gordon gordon the goth Gorg- gorgon mm, gordon yeah. the goth Gorg- does gorgon. he does he like look like he would be a popular kid or not a popular kid he
1: he looks like he he's he doesn't look like a popular kid i'll give you that but he he looks like he's secure enough in himself that he knows like I know what I am, and other people can't handle it. Kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Are um, there's are a Gordon
3: uh, and Bella like cousins?
1: No, they are not related in any way. Come
3: on. <laughs> once a well, Gorgon, uh, once a Magusa. Th- They're like in the yeah. same family.
1: Not, not, not. I mean, not really. No. <laughs> there could be multiple
2: strains of uh, gorgonism. I mean, yeah. yeah. But he does not have um (laughs) Not every Gorgon is related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Gorgonist. As far as Mal though, Mal is just kind of evaluating him. This is a new face. It's kind of early in the uh, in the week. You know, he is still getting himself set up as the uh, the, the king of this camp. So you know, he is uh, evaluating this new face, but he uh, he's just waiting to make his move. At the at the time being, he is evaluating this person as um, just currency, which I could talk about if you want to. I don't think it actually matters for anybody who's not a a PC, but I think that it still applies to how he evaluates new people.
1: Yeah, you might as well. Go on.
2: Well, uh, we all have a backstory thing, which had a way to get us some strings to start the game off. Mal's backstory kind of statement is, judge each other PC as either treasure or merely currency. If they're treasure, describe the moment they caught your eye and give them a string. And if they're merely currency, take a string on them. Read them this. Describe something off-putting that I said to you so mal back like way back when we first started coming to camp he evaluated ivy as treasure Mm. and that was when she was doing the first year swim test and kind of like got out of the lake and did the whole dramatic hair flip thing she had longer hair back then which he really liked and uh she stood out to him and she has been treasure in his mind ever since uh (laughs) treasure to be owned i will say because he's a dragon and then uh, Eddie was merely currency. He thought that Eddie was too much of a pretty boy. Hannah and I talked about it ahead of time, and he uh, said something uh, off-putting about his diamond-like skin that uh, Eddie didn't like.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right.
2: So because of all that, oh, at the end of that, I have a string on Eddie, and Ivy has a string on me.
1: All right. I think in the in the meantime here... I'll go back over to uh, Ivy. You've just been milling around the the main room, right?
0: I kind of sat down in like a big, comfy-looking like couch thing, and I've just been kind of waiting and okay for someone to come. Out.
2: <laughs> Someone's playing hard to get for the time being. Not necessarily.
1: So far, the only one that's come out is Levi. If you're just there trying to uh, trying to just wait around, I believe at one point. Across from you, all of a sudden, you hear a plunk. This guy's sitting down, and you look up, and you see this not bad-looking, curly blonde hair, shorter kind of kind of guy, but he's he's wearing a uh, a shirt that looks like it has some kind of a gaming symbol on it and pixels or something. You're not sure what it is, and he just he just flops down uh, across from you and goes, "Hey, Charlie, what's your name, huh?"
0: "Oh, I'm Ivy."
1: Oh, I, I, uh, I saw that, uh, well, I, I mean, was it like a cadre or an or something? Uh, Like a lot of, a lot of green, right? Yeah, they usually call it a convoy. Con, Con, convoy, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a, kind of an odd thing, you know, for being a final year. I don't think I, I don't think I've officially met you before. Hi, and he, he actually puts his hand out to shake. She shakes him. She shakes his hand. And he, he looks at... Shakes you. him. <laughs> shakes, <laughs> shakes, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shakes him. Shakes oh. him. He he looks at you and goes, You know, I've heard that uh, alliances, even amongst cabins, are not, you know, out of the realm of possibility when uh, going up for competition. I mean, of course, it's cabin against cabin here, but alliances with individuals could be uh, beneficial. Uh, struck me as someone with uh, powerful Are friends. you not in our cabin? Oh, no, 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 I mean, I mean, like, even, like, be- beyond that, you know, like, I know we're all supposed to be working together There's a cabin here, but, you know, you know, if you could impress with the counselors, I've heard can, uh, can move things forward a little, you know what I mean? No. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back, I'll come. And he, <laughs> and he, he, gets up and and he and he steps away because he's yeah he was trying to get you to understand something which clearly you're not getting so clearly. But as you are all uh, just milling around there waiting, eventually I think that you Mal, you you've just been waiting for Levi to show up, right?
2: Well, I would say that like if he doesn't come back right away, he'll go
1: seeking him out wherever he's at. You see him holding court eventually in the main room.
2: So, one really quick question I have. Like, our cabin is only eight campers, right? Yes. Eight. So, it's like everyone, like, comes, picks a bed, and, like, goes back out, and he's, like, just kind of holding court with the whole rest of the cabin, basically? Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's
1: continuing what he was doing before. He's still talking himself up, like, he's gonna, he's gonna win the whole thing. He's the coolest thing ever. And... If you go out and see him there, he looks up at you, and he just pauses, and he goes, Dragon boy.
2: And uh, Mal crosses his arms, and he just says, uh, saw that you uh, put your stuff in the wrong spot, so I took care of that. In the wrong sp-
1: Oh, you didn't dare. And he, he immediately goes to the room, sees what you did, turns around, and... And uh, at this point, Harrison is... He's gone into a back room, like an office. So his door is closed. And I don't think Levi even cares because he comes out and he's looking at you very angrily. And he says, you did not do... And he, he comes he comes at you as if, to, as if to slug you. What do you do?
2: <laughs> I think that... Uh, quick question. Like, do the camp rules say that we can or can't fight each other?
1: Actually... Contrary to popular belief in many camp scenarios, fighting is not necessarily discouraged because you are what you are and you need to be trained how to do it properly.
2: Okay. I think that uh, Mal, he's going to just stay like he is and he's going to attempt to use his skills at wrestling to just kind of wrap Levi up and just kind of like duck the, the, the punch and then uh, just kind of restrain him using a wrestling
1: move okay um so i'm i'm taking this as your you're not technically lashing out but that's what we're going to use well why why not hold steady
2: i'm uh holding steady in a tense situation i'm kind of like keeping my cool and uh oh yes i'm sorry
1: so you can yeah roll it all right i'm going to hold steady
3: is there like a help out move
1: in this game i don't think no okay Yeah, it doesn't look like it yeah
3: I was thinking I could try to trip Levi as he runs towards you, but since I was just brooding in the room.
2: I rolled a three plus one plus one for a five, so I get to mark experience.
0: I wish I was there.
2: You are. You're in the center area. He was holding court with everybody. He had said he had come out to the.
3: He ran back into the bedroom, though.
2: Yes, but then he came. Well, he 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 ran. He ran 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 in and came came out,
1: out. and. Oh. You are over in like the corner. Never mind, were I'm the,
3: not there then. You were <laughs> on Eddie's the, not there. You
1: were on the couch. Oh,
2: Eddie was in the bedroom is what yeah. you're saying.
1: Okay. So yeah, you um you you roll to sort of try to dodge this and you you don't. You you try, but the confines are, are too there's too many people around. And he just he just slugs you across the face, he lays you flat out on your back, and I suppose we're gonna have to find out what happens next time because i believe we're gonna have to end that right here you have just been slugged Mm. and laid out by your rival so
2: i think this is highly unfair to happen on the first roll of the game that's all i'm gonna say the mm. dice betrayed me
1: and they did but we'll have to see it next time